Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate his love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoy today's message. So, good morning. My name is Malkut and believe it or not, I'm one of the pastors here at Bayside Church. They, they let me out when they have to now and then. So today is one of those days. So, look, I want to hear a, uh, hit a serious note this morning. Um, so we'll start with a joke. A uh, Pentecostal walked into a bar and hurt his leg. That was a bit of a... Hurt his leg. I think I got that one from Dan, didn't I? It's okay. There were... Plenty of people there to pray for. Okay, so do you, do you like my outfit? It's uh, it's a bit like, have you ever bought an outfit that wasn't quite right? A pirated inferior copy that you pay good money for. Does anyone remember that? Oh, this is showing my age now, isn't it? So when you bought a video, when you hide a video, you used to put the video in and that's the first thing that came out. Oh, lots of different videos. It was on all the different videos. Anyway, don't you sometimes feel out of sorts? Nothing quite fits or looks right. Like you wouldn't actually see me wearing this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I had to get a lot of courage up to wear this outfit this morning, I tell you. So I was praying about what to preach on this morning. No, no, I wasn't praying this morning about what to preach. I already uh, worked that out a few weeks back, but there's nothing really coming. And with all that's going on in the world, um, you know, world peace or the use of tranquilizers in parliament, things like that, you know, I, I wanted to, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I was trying to think of something silly out there. Um, and every suggestion that I had would get knocked back by the Lord. He'd go, nah, that's not what I want to talk about. I'm going, okay, all right, Lord. I'm listening. And so I was having lunch with my brother and sister-in-law. And I started eating and my sister started grace. So I've got half a mouthful, like, I know. And, and I felt God giggling. Now, how I know that, I just know over the years that he's just done silly stuff and then laughed his head off. And I knew at that point that that's what I need to speak on this morning. We've got that slide up. There we go. Who has the last laugh God's sense of humor. So then I went on to think about all the places in Scripture where God is portrayed as the hilarious God. And um, it seems he's a bit more subtle than that. Because although he's hilarious to me, that's because we have relationship. And he knows me and knows what makes me laugh and 
what brings joy to me and, and uses this uh, often to get me out of my dull drums and actually to get me more focused, believe it or not. So, places in the Bible where we see God's sense of humor. Well, we'll start off with, um, let's give this a bit of a foundation. We'll start off in Ecclesiastes 3. There is a, a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. And we go to verse 11. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from the beginning of the end. But uh, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil, this is the gift of God. So I said, all right, Lord, <laughs> I need something for this preach. Give me something that could be humorous. And so I was praying, you know, getting down on my, thinking I don't want this to crash. <laughs> okay, so please give me something. And he said, hey, well, have you ever thought of the, the story of Jonah set to a Keystone's Cop or a Charlie Chaplin movie? And I went, no. He says, well, let, let's go through it. So, so we, we can see in the book of Jonah um, God's hints of humor here, okay? Now, he's watching Nineveh. And Nineveh's getting into a, a, a bit of trouble here. And he wants to deliver them like a good father because he's good. And so he thinks, okay, who can I pick who will go and give this message? And so he knocks on Jonah's door and says, mate, and I'm paraphrasing here, okay? Mate, can you come and deliver this message to Nineveh? But then what happens is Jonah, he's heard about what's happening in Nineveh and he's, he's a very, very, uh, you know, well-to-do kind of fellow and thinks that this is, uh, this is just not on. So he has a self-righteous self -righteous hissy fit. Try saying that quick. Self-righteous hissy fit. And he goes the whole wrong, the, the, long, the wrong way. Goes somewhere off somewhere and God goes, okay, we're going to have a bit of fun with this. So he's got the black and white reel going and there's Jonah running off like this. And so then he gets into a boat. Gets into the boat, climbs into the boat like that. And the Lord goes, I'm going to have a bit of fun. Which, and so he, he creates this whole storm. The storm's billowing, things are going everywhere, you know, and the crew's going, what have we done that the Lord has put this upon us? And all, all sorts of really melodramatic kind of things. And you see this all in black and white, of course. They've all got all the makeup on their faces going, all this kind of stuff. And the storm is going bunter. Now, do you know what bunter means for those are watching from overseas that means it's an Aussie term for crazy or mad. It's going bunter and 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 they go they the crew works out what's going on and they go well we're going to throw this guy overboard because he's done the wrong thing and so Jonah's sitting there go that's okay throw me overboard I know what I've done throws him overboard 
and he's in the water, you know, going, it's okay, I'll be fine. And all of a sudden, this big fish comes along and goes, boom, like this. Now, if you saw that in a movie today, you'd laugh. You would. Well, I would, sorry. That probably shows my silly sense of humor. But that, that is major slapstick, okay? Anyway, he works out that it's probably not a good idea to run from God. And he's in the belly of a whale. Now, can you imagine that? I've seen the old, old cartoons where you've got this huge big cavern. How that can be in a whale, I don't know. Um, but it's, that's a pretty funny um, sort of scenario. Um, and he says, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. You know, I've done the wrong thing. And then all of a sudden you see the shot of the, the, the fish coming up to the shore and going, ding, and then Jonah goes onto the ground. And then God goes, okay, I've got him. So he tells Jonah to go back to Nineveh. And Jonah does the right thing, but he's not thinking that what's going to happen is that the Ninevites are going to do the right thing. He thinks, oh no, they're in, you know, and I'm, I'm going to appear like the appeased person. But they do. They turn, God says, you know, that's the wrong thing. They turn around and the good father looks after his children. But then Jonah has another hissy fit. Goes off, oh, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. And go finds, it's really, really belting down with the sun, right? It's, it's really, really bad. And, he's, and then God creates this plant. Goes, watch this. Creates this plant. And it shades him. And then he goes, like that. And the tree disappears. And Jonah gets really, really angry. Oh. And God says, Jonah, what right do you have to get angry at the shade tree? And Jonah says, plenty of right. It made me so angry I could die. Like that. And then scene ends. So John, uh, Jonah 4.9 says, um, there, that was Jonah 4.9, sorry. I'll read my notes. That would be a good thing. New Spring Church in Anderson, South Carolina, posted an article called The Five Unconditional Ways God Used Humor to Make a Point. The first one is irony, which means using words that normally mean the opposite, but are used typically for humor. So when religious leaders got more concerned about making every detail perfect to impress God, yet neglected to treat other people with dignity and respect, Jesus used ironic punchlines to call out their hypocrisy. Now listen to this one. You blind guide straining at a gnat and swallowing a camel. Imagine that, a little gnat and swallowing a camel. I would love to come, out, come up with things like that. I really would, just at the right time, you know, just something that's just hitched between the eyes. Now, obviously, God doesn't expect us to look clean. He wants us uh, to make us pure from the inside out. A hyperbole or a hyperbole. Who says hyperbole and who says hyperbole? Actually, does anyone say hyperbole? Yeah. Oh, well, oh, so hyperbole, I guess, is an exaggerated statement not meant to be literal. Jesus used obvious overstatements to insist that it's foolish to try and fix someone else's problems if you haven't got help with your own. So this is a classic. Hey, fella, take the log out of your own eye before you complain about your, your mate's spec. That's 
paraphrased, of course, and I need to get a drink of water because every second word I'm saying is... Oh, hold on. Cheers. I've just finished doing a course on um, on how to preach well, <laughs> and so <laughs> and so far I think I've got everything wrong. Like you're not supposed to drink a drink of water that long, and probably wearing flippers is not a good idea. So back to the hyper sorry hyperbole hi hyperbole hyperbole. No, we did that one, didn't we? Sarcasm, number three. Elijah and the bonfire. A group of pagan worshippers challenged Elijah, a prophet of God, to see whose deity could perform the best miracle. When the pagans got no response, Elijah sarcastically mocked them. Your God must be asleep. <coughs> or maybe he's on vacation. And this one's in the Bible. Or did he go to the toilet? <coughs> Number four, observity. Uh, observity. <laughs> Absurdity. Absurdity. <laughs> no. While a man named Balaam was on his way to an enemy camp, an angel blocked the path. The donkey Balaam rode and saw the angel and stopped. But Balaam urged the donkey forward because he couldn't see the angel. And God enabled the donkey to speak to Balaam. So the donkey said, Ah, there, Balaam. Ah, Mr. Donkey. Ah, there, Balaam. It's beautiful. Crazy thing is, Balaam spoke back to him. Now, you be quiet. If a donkey spoke to me, I'd be going, Ah. Oh, I, I could do the Pentecostal thing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Do that. Five, pranks. The Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant, an artifact that symbolized God's presence, and placed it in a temple devoted to a pagan god. Bum, bum. The pagan, and this is the funny bit. So they brought the, the Ark of the Covenant in, and... And they had it there. We'll, we'll put the pagan god up. And they all went to sleep and God went. <coughs> and the pagan god fell down. They came back the next day. Oh, pagan god's fallen down. Put them back up again. They go to sleep and God knocks the head off. <laughs> knocks the bits off and knocks everything off. There was um, in the, um, uh, what was it, the Indiana Jones movie. And they had the, the ark in a box with a not so great sign and the sign... That was really funny. Sometimes a good joke is just the kind of medicine we need from taking life or ourselves too seriously. Yes. Proverbs 17.22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Okay, some classic one-liners from Scripture. Of course, these are not in context, they're hermeneutically correct, of course. 
he might come in now and again, the disclaimer guy, okay? So wherever there, is there any kids in here? Sorry, kids. Wherever there is a dead body, the vultures will gather. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> Gets me right there. In this one, wisdom's the principal thing. So I get it. That's pretty good wisdom, isn't it? Hey, it's the principal thing. Get it. Get it. That's Proverbs 4.7. Oh, this one, I, s I say this to my wife <laughs> uh, a lot. Your teeth are like the flock of a newly shorn ewe. <laughs> Song of Solomon's 4.2, she loves that. It just, oh, this one, let me gulp down, down some of that red stuff. That's in the Bible. Did you know that? Let me, the, there's, there's been denominations made out of that. And I, have, I, I do have to apologize for this next one for quite a few members, but 2 Kings 2.23 says, get out of here, Baldy. <laughs> one day that could happen to all of us, and we should all be very, very gracious and kind to people. Or this one, like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just take a minute. Imagine like, no, don't. It's all right. Here's one of my favorites. Do not eat anything you find already dead, but you may give it to an alien. <laughs> it's proof that there's life on other planets. Of course, unless you're a fruitarian. Anyone remember that? Okay, Notting Hill. There's a scene in there that talks about a fruitarian that if you eat fruit before you take it off the tree, you've murdered it. It's not till it's already fallen dead on the ground that it's okay to eat. But that's not in scripture, you won't find that. Now, some of you may be thinking this is a good thing for me to do now. If only you would be altogether silent for you, that would be wisdom. That's Job 315, 13.5, <laughs> I got that really wrong. Give beer to those who are perishing. And the last one, my breath is offensive to my wife. <laughs> That's in Job 19.17. It's actually in there. Go look at that. Now, there was a whole lot more, but this is a family show, so I'm not going there. Okay, it's good? No, nothing like that. All right, so that's a bit of fun. So I have three points, and, and then we're finished. So I'm going to say thank God for that. So my first point is, he is our guide to the giggles. Sometimes we get, do you mind if I take these things off now? I'm shedding the restraints on my life. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Sometimes, oh, that's good. Now come on, Grant. Sometimes we get so pent up about things, we feel all out of sorts that the Lord just wants to create a release valve for us. It might not seem funny at the time, but when we look back, it can be quite hilarious. So a while back, my friend invited us to go out 
Cockling down Goolwood Beach. Now we had quite a bit happening at the time, so I was I was a bit stressed, and um, I knew that we that we had to get through this little sandy road that was notorious for getting people bogged. Now I try and live a good life and be all that God has called me to be. Be a good father, good husband, be a good pastor. Anyway, so there was a bit of a mix-up um, communication-wise, and uh, as far as the vehicle gears go, John would laugh at this, um, and lo and behold, I got bogged. Now, just at that point of realising this, out came an expletive that I am not proud of. In front, one that I'm not proud of. Now, this was in front of my impressionable son and my friend's impressionable son. And what baked the cake was that my friend's son was filming this whole thing. Didn't tell me at the time, but then came back in front of every one that was there and say, hey, look, look what I got. So I, I got so perplexed about that, I think I came in and asked for prayer from Chad, I think. But then I felt God laughing. He guides us to the giggles. Point two, he is our guide to the good stuff. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more that we might ask or think. God has our backs and he knows how to get us through. He knows us intricately. He knows what makes this all happen in here. And he knows what will get us through to that next thing. Life will try and buffet us in all sorts of different directions. Now, look at my outfit today. Am I going on a holiday or a, a business meeting or am I going to sleep? Bro Brody, every birthday and Christmas gets me jammies. And so they're usually, um, uh, usually Star Wars or one of those kinds of things. I was going to say copyright. That's, that was going to go copyright for Star Wars and all those guys. But it usually gets me stuff like this. Um, and God, God just uses different situations to show us what is good in life. Uh, in the film Galaxy Quest, uh, which is a, a parody of the original Star Trek series, uh, there was a character played by Sam Rockwell called Guy Fleegman. <laughs> Such a silly name. And he was one... <laughs> It is a silly name, God, please, that's great. Who is worried that he is going to get knocked off early in the season because he was an unknown. Now, you would watch the original scene in Star Trek and you see all the guys that you know and then there was this other guy that you hadn't seen before. He was the guy that was either going to get blown up or eaten by an alien. You just knew it. Oh, <laughs> that guy, see that guy there? He's, he's, he's going to get it. Anyway, um, 
And so this uh, guy Fleegman was scared that he was going to be that guy to get knocked off. Anyways, he found out to his delight that he was the comic relief. Now, a strategy in the filmmaking is to lighten up a scene by introducing the comic relief. Comic relief usually means a releasing of emotion or other tension resulting from a comic episode in the midst of a tragedy or a serious drama. Comic relief often takes the form of a bumbling, wise-cracking sidekick of the hero or the villain. And some may think that I'm the bumbling, wise-cracking sidekick of Chad. I have no idea where they get that, at, that from. I just, I just don't know. But I believe it is also a God-given strategy built into our lives. A comic relief to help us cope, to help us trust God when we are in challenging situations. It lightens us up and helps us focus back on what is most important, keeping our eyes on him. Now, like today, I have found myself playing that role. The Lord puts me in situations where I end up being the comic relief, either for myself or for others. Often we would be out at parties and I would fall over something and make uh, a mess. Or I'd be it would be one of those high-to-do sort of parties or a special um, dinner and <laughs> someone would have given me an oyster with soya sauce. Soy sauce. Sauce. Soy, soy sauce. And I would eat it and it would go all down there. Now, I don't know it's there. All right? And so I'm walking around and people are going... <coughs> Sorry, Mal. What are you talking about? And then a bit later, Monty would go, Oh, darling. Look. Please. If you ever go to a party and you see someone with soy sauce all over their shirt, please tell them. Please. Just the kind thing to do. Anyway, it made people laugh and it's a privilege to be used that way. So if you find yourself in a situation where it's really tense and something funny happens and you happen to be the brunt of it, just, just wear it. Because sometimes that's God using us in that way. And my third and final point is he is our guide to the last guffaw. Does anyone know what a guffaw is? It, it's in the dictionary. I made sure it was before I used the word. It means a hilarious laugh. It's a huge guffaw. Now, I'm not talking about being... It's a serious part now, okay? I'm not talking... Really, honestly, it's a serious part now. I'm not... I know it's, it's hard to look at my face and be serious. But now, I'm not talking about being insensitive and making jokes of things that uh, we should take in all seriousness. Um, it doesn't mean we are dishonouring 
or disrespecting a situation or denouncing the gravity of it. But we're seeing things in the light that God is the author and perfecter of our faith. In him, we got this. Now sometimes we see in the Old Testament um, mentioned in Psalms and places that God laughs at his enemies. And if you read that, it can look like God's just going, ha, 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 I don't care what happens to you. I don't care. I'm not a loving God. And some people think God laughs at them. But please, let me assure you, he never laughs at us. He laughs with us. When I'm in a difficult situation or something like that, and something silly happens, and I feel him laughing, he comes along and he goes, let's have a laugh. Isn't that funny? You think about that. Isn't that funny? And it relieves that tension. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty saviour. He will delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs and i want you to picture that for you that are going through a difficult time at the moment or something's that's happened i want you to imagine god dancing the creator of everything dancing and singing and being joyful over you over you and that just it fills me with joy that knowing that my father is a good good father part of the grieving process amidst the tears is to laugh at the funny things we shared with our loved one or if we didn't get to know them that those things that we see that could have been special and the good times that we could have shared and the we've money and i've had a venture and and lived through that but God brings the good things out. He brings the joy out. Let God bring his humor into your lives. It is an intricate part of love and relationship. And he knows exactly how you tick. When we feel we are being laughed at by others or the enemy about who we are or what we believe, or any difficult situation that we find ourselves in. Remember, he is always a good father, and he will always bring the last laugh of joy like a good medicine. So this morning, this morning I just want to pray over us, okay? Yeah, pray for us. Boom. There's a rustle. I feel a rustle in the <laughs> I feel a rustle in the congregation. <laughs> oh, that's good. Love that. Russell. Oh, I tell you what, my brain went all that way. It's terrible. Lord, we thank you for Russell. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> uh, Lord, we, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that Within us, you've created that ability to laugh because, Lord, that is who you are. 
you have the ability to see uh, the goodness in a situation to the point that it's hilarious. And Lord, in, in the midst of whatever we find ourselves, Lord, we open ourselves to you. And we say, God, please use those things, those tools that you have, Lord, the, the release valves, the comic relief, Lord, to get us through whatever we find ourselves in. And Lord, to know that I, we've got this in you because you work in us and through us. Help us be the joy of your salvation to all we meet. And we, we again thank you for your goodness and your humor and all that you are. In your precious and wonderful name. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day.